Welcome to the Men of Fauna podcast. My name is Corey, your host. I've got Barney and Sam again, two legends. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello. And we're re recording a podcast episode. Uh, sorry, guys, it's my fault. Um, yeah, we've got re recording this podcast episode, and we are just going to be talking about lockdown and the effects it had on their lives. And, you know, hopefully we don't go on, on a second lockdown, but if we did, then what are the coping strategies, what they've done in terms of their their lockdown. And to a certain extent, we're all living in some sort of personal lockdown. So even though we're not in a lockdown, if you do experience something that is um, feels like a lockdown, then what are the coping strategies that they've uh, brought into their lives? And, you know, we're just going to explore those uh, different, um, you know, different things that we'll we did in terms of our lockdown. So I'll start off with you guys and welcome to the podcast again. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, and I think, so before we started off discussing, um, but both of us at least, I mean, I was doing full-time, I was Barney, you, if you weren't doing full-time at Waitrose, you must've been close to doing full-time hours, weren't you? It was a, yeah, Matt, no, I, I stayed mainly on my, um, I stayed mainly on my, my shift pattern, but I did do it, you know, we had to come in a bit more. Um, but we both worked all the way through. Pretty from, much. When did it start? When was it? It was sort of March time, wasn't March it? Really? Time. Well, that was obviously March when they started days. imposing the lockdown, which seems both ages away, ages ago, it's, and like also not that long ago, no, just because it's it's I sort know. of flown by. Because how, it's still this year. It's yeah. almost going to be a whole year coming yeah. up very soon. It's going to be a whole year yeah, of, in a few months of lockdown. Of living, yeah, but or you know, of pan- pandemic, pandemic-related yeah. stuff. Um, but, what you said that was interesting was that you were just about to finish college at the same time as well. So I was. Yeah. So leading up to to that, you were working and college, and what was that like for you? You know, with everything going on. Well, it, initially for me it was quite exciting because um, I, I obviously, although you know I probably shouldn't feel this way, I was. Um, we were all quite excited to finish, and you know the, the idea of it. You know, school get you know schools out. You know, yeah. you get you get time off um, before the real like reality of what this meant, what what a lockdown meant, yeah. and uh, obviously none of us knew what that really, what it would entail. What it would, no, not at all. So we were all quite excited initially, um, but I ended up you know we all ended up missing out on the final weeks um, of our course. Um, I was saying to my college friends that I never, I don't remember the last day yeah. we had yeah. at all. I don't remember it. It was just a slow, because it was, fizzled out, didn't it? Was, it? it really did, because there was no final day where we just said, right, that's it, you know, see you later, off you go. There must have been, but there was always a potential, like on a snow day where you go home and then you just get an email in the morning saying, don't come in, please, yeah. it's too snowy, or, yeah. you know, just whatever else. That's basically what it was like. Yeah. So, and, and that was it, you know three months early and then working from home which was awful i really didn't like that nothing no one got any work done <laughs> we weren't able to talk to you know the tutor it was just really rubbish in that sense so um that was a big part of it for me um along with work yeah um which was very when you realize what you were doing and what you were being portrayed as in a good way so yeah, yeah. when you were being you know called these various titles because of the job you have title, what, what titles you ended up you ended up with OBE or something exactly, after this yeah, party yeah. what's it um, no, no. it was just like the um like being a key worker yeah, and, uh, that, 
but what was it you described as the the fourth emergency we, service we, i think we'd been described as the fourth emergency service yeah. at some point which was quite cool but that kind of not responsibility but having that behind you really helped yeah definitely um, and I, th I think for me actually work talk, talking to work it really did help and it actually kept me quite although obviously you know you saw the effects of how things changed and how they progressed because obviously the various restrictions we had in place as they slowly went through that it was actually quite nice to sort of have that normality it, even with those sort of slight changes throughout 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 the process yeah <laughs> um <laughs> however yeah it was just nice to have that regularity you know especially when you're seeing people being furloughed and people being out of work these kinds of to have that sort of regularity and that sort of schedule and that at least for me anyway that um was really really helpful to have that structure about my life when the world was you know flipped up on its head spinning around and side to side a million million different ways and different times so uh, for me work was crucial and I, I did, and actually coming out of it now you know we're still amongst the pandemic and it's still very much going on however even already I, I feel sort of a renewed appreciation not not just for work but other things as well but for work particularly because for me I'd sort of turn up get my money go home perhaps be a bit miserable about it actually I find even now already, I enjoy it so much more. There's such a sort of renewed appreciate that sort of security that it gives, but also as well, just the job itself, that sort of human interaction that a lot of people would have missed out on, whether they're at home through, you know, working from home or they just can't go out because they have to self-isolate, these kinds of things. So for me, actually, it's a real blessing and sort of taking that forward to, you know, other aspects of life, just like so many other things, I'll just appreciate so much more now that I've had that experience, but it, it was, it definitely was strange though with work. I know Barney, definitely weird, yeah. Barney had of like, you know, especially at the first when you sort of initially had the panic buying with Lou Rolls. Yeah, the Lou <laughs> um, Rolls. And the, the case, you know, they'd initially put in, you just didn't have to wear masks, but keep two meters social distance at all times. So that for me was strange. The, the vast majority of it customers, and Barney has a different experience this because he's a delivery driver, but for me, mostly being in store, you'd have most customers just being really respectful of that you know having a bubble around you realizing that you're you're working hard but then also as well you would get people that just couldn't wait five seconds and just completely invade on your space not knowing my you know obviously myself not wearing a mask it wasn't the guidance at the time perhaps in hindsight I, sh I should have been maybe i played more of a role in this pandemic than i should have done if i really want to question myself and my own actions however that those instances where people just literally invade on my space it made me feel really quite uncomfortable you know i'm quite lucky in the sense that there's not really anyone immediately around me that's vulnerable however they don't know that it could be i could be going home to my mum who has whatever condition that predisposes her to covid being a potentially life-threatening thing um so you saw both sides of it it was really weird to see this new form of society literally start because mm. there was i knew i think we all knew that there was this going to be a new way of living yeah and seeing it first happen and seeing everything being worked out so because I, I think there was always a, an idea that this would never this wouldn't go away for a long time yeah like two yeah. three years maybe yeah, yeah. um and it's looking more like it will be you know one or two years it could now, be for it, it, could, it genuinely could be forever uh, yeah, exactly. where we have to at least live differently to how we, which we're living before
mm-hmm. I'd imagine probably quite a lot of people, vulnerable people, would just be wearing masks nonstop. Just that's what they'll have to be. Yeah. And in any case, it probably makes sense anyway, anyway to be doing that. If you bear in mind, like seasonal flus, that can be life-threatening for some people. So actually, I think it's actually coming out of this could be a positive in terms of things like that, where people are taking these sort of respiratory uh, illnesses a lot more seriously and it's obviously a lot more normalized now for people to be wearing masks in fact it's, it's law to be wearing masks so. change in lifestyle yeah. which is it, which is good that it's come out of it but seeing all of that happen initially was really weird because there were things that, that not that society broke down but mm. it did a little bit it, the way that everything um people really weren't sure of what was going to happen yeah and seeing the kind of raw edge of how people really were like you were saying of people coming up to you literally not fighting but yeah just completely disregard disregarding to, what it is yeah to what you, they need in any case you shouldn't be in, in, like that bothers me normally anyway because i think this is my personal space like please don't come into it if if you if you say excuse me i'm yours i will do anything i will bend over backwards for you if you just say excuse me those magic two words however some people just i don't know whether it's lack of manners or just they've I, I don't know. I, 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 entitlement. Yeah, it's, I think it's that. Yeah, it's, it is difficult. Maybe, but also as well, you might entertain the fact that some people don't necessarily understand social cues and social settings. So you, you can also be sympathetic from that side of things. However, I do. My sense is that for the majority of people, it is a case of an, an entitlement or part of it is just people generally um, fall one side of the fence. You know, you live life either in a positive way so your glass half full or half empty yeah, yeah. Person. and if your glass is half empty uh, you always feel like you're entitled you know you, you overlook everybody else and it's yeah. all about you rather than when it's you know yeah. it's half full and you look at it so you know what i'm not quite there but i'm still yeah that you get to be in more understanding of people around you even if you did something to offend somebody you almost feel it that okay i've done something wrong here i'm sorry mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever so i think generally it comes down to the that people live in that low vibration sort of type just extending that analogy further i think yeah so equally you have that individual perception of always oh, the glass glass half full or half empty yeah i think as well actually go on that point of you then have people who not it might be seeing theirs as half full or half empty that doesn't really come into it so much but they'll also see someone else's next to them is half full or half empty and they'll tip a little bit of that that out to almost and then they gain satisfaction from that process rather than just going either being happy for someone having either more or less than them or whatever or you know potentially the other way where they add to that that might be through a compliment or just you know being generally nice towards someone which can be a rarity at times but that could be that little bit that that person needs that day um but yeah it was it was strange throughout lockdown really wasn't it um you said sort of when you're doing your deliveries to customer houses about how it was you know people not necessarily knowing what to do because obviously normally you'd go into their house wouldn't you yeah that was really really weird because it had been for ever since i'd done it and, and before i'd joined it was that you'd go in and you could help them put it away which sounds ridiculous now um you, you know you'd, you'd go in and say hello to everyone you know there'd be someone sitting on the sofa and you'd go in and help them unload the shopping and it sounds it's it's funny saying it now um even going in the front door or like when i lean in the front door with a bag you feel awkward you kind of feel a bit like oh you know are they gonna are they gonna say no 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 please don't come in you yeah, know yeah. um 
or if they try and pick up the crate and, and take it inside, I have to go, oh, no, I'm really sorry. You can't, you're not allowed to take it in. And changing, because if they haven't had a delivery for a little while, they, that, that might be the last time they remember doing it. So changing um, how you have to be with people has d definitely been a big thing for me because um, there's been so many. Well, be, being in the position that um, drivers are in on literally going to, uh, you know, customers' houses that may have, may have you know the virus yeah. maybe also, also you bear in mind those pretty pretty there's an adverse selection of the people that are getting our customer homes because we have priority slots for elderly and vulnerable people it's actually probably a fair large proportion of the population at large are individuals who may be vulnerable or may be predisposed to these mm -hmm. things so actually you probably come into contact with quite a oh, lot yeah definitely so it was, it was a bit of responsibility um knowing that you would be delivering to someone that may be much more vulnerable than you know your lay you, person you'd never know you know yeah. you would never know so um they may even have it so it was really consistency and making sure that you were actually doing the best you could to not just to deliver someone shopping but to um make be be a good human on the other side so yeah. dealing with them in a way that they might not have seen someone for, for months but genuinely they might not yeah. have seen anyone yeah. for uh, you know for, for weeks and i didn't have um el you know elderly customers that were on their own that i that they hadn't seen not not even like um uh you know chat to someone they hadn't spoken to someone for like two weeks not even on the phone yeah. which sounds crazy but that, yeah if they're not if, if their previous uh interactions were carers or neighbors that might you know they might not have any family they might yeah. be they live miles away from their family and it was really because you, you feel bad because you know it so you want to you want to just give them a hug, honestly. Well, you you kind of do, but you want to sit down and just have a cup of tea with them. Chat with them, but I, you know, you think I've got stuff, I've got things I need to do, and I've got other people that I need to see. Yeah. And I felt you did really think that this is really crazy that this yeah. person has not. I'm the first person this person has spoken to, and all I've done is dumped bags at their front door. Yeah, and I, you try your best, <laughs> but when you're doing it all day every day, <laughs> your way you painted it. Knock down ginger, just like leave your bags. <laughs> it, was a, it was a bit like that because yeah. you, well, you have to jump back, don't you? You do, you have the to door. stand back. So that was all. Um, when when you saw that side of it, that was quite surreal, I'll say, because it was just you'd ne you would never expect that. It just seeing that, like I was saying before, seeing the society in this way that this is pretty like raw, you know, yeah. this is. You know something you'd read this yeah. isn't a well i think and, for, and, i think for me it's just like it makes me realize how um how fragile life is and how sort of yeah. apparent death is yeah. that's the crux of it really isn't it crazy um I, I think that's one of the things um i did an episode recently and i was i actually did mention i tend not to go too morbid but actually i was speaking to a listener and i don't remember which, which episode it was but I actually said you are gonna yeah. So he was um this this gentleman he likes wearing dresses and heels. And uh online people were just destroying him because of the way the fact that he chosen because he's a married man who's chosen to look, you know, wear yeah, dress yeah. and heels. And you would think with the us being able to accept most people accepting that there's transgender and people that cross dressing and stuff. So they were so mean, and I'm thinking to myself, this guy is probably living the be better life than most of us because yeah. he's actually living the way he wants. That's that's and who he he's is. Happy, and I was thinking to myself, we live so much for life, wanting to impress other people. Yeah. And life is so fragile for you to be living for other people instead of living for yeah. yourself. 
and it's so so fragile and that's one of the main things that i can take away from COVID. that you know whether you're living a hundred years or less yeah there's some point you are going to die and if you've yeah. lived 100 years someone else's life else, yeah yeah then it's just a pointless life it's a complete waste you know? yeah so. just on that point like that actually um that's something i've taken out of the whole COVID thing as well of like you don't know what it is that keeps someone happy you know that could be that person that's their way of expressing themselves right. and if it doesn't impinge on anything you're doing or anyone else is doing exactly. even if it's, it makes you feel sli- like like a little bit uncomfortable because you've never seen that before maybe however does that then give you the right to then abuse this person or to slate them absolutely not just let them have their peace that could be the thing that's keeping them alive believe it or not like that it could be as serious as that i think that could the, be their their thing one of the things that's the word i was trying to Put that put out there that you know i think some guys feel uncomfortable uh, i think all the lady friends that i showed they were jealous of his bum i was jealous of his physique he looked yeah physically fit yeah. obviously he was wearing yeah. uh, dresses and stuff and if you've not resolved uh your, your sexual feelings in terms of gay and you feel straight, conflicted you feel conflicted and yeah, that's yeah. why they come up with a negative Whereas I know for a fact that I'm attracted to women and I've never, so I don't feel uncomfortable if I get a situation that is gay or yeah. like that. I'm quite accepting of it, you know, so if looking at a picture provokes you so negatively, then, you know, um, maybe there's something that needs to be resolved. Yeah, they, do, they don't yeah. know how to handle it. But I think, you know, it doesn't necessarily even have to just relate to um, your sexuality. I think if you haven't found or at least as close to your own inner peace then things like that will bother you because you're you're just your whole life is a source of conflict because you'll see things that just don't sit with you and you don't know why and it's easier to blame others just look inwards guarantee that's where you find the answer it's something you're that's in your life that isn't going well for you or isn't going right and you start to take accountability for that so not only does it um not only does it detracts from you just looking at others as the source of your problems also as well you then start to work on them so you have less problems to blame people on and then you just you end up happy yeah, that, that's all it is funny so you in terms of coping strategies like when you felt down because most people during the lockdown and stuff like that they had their own personal lockdowns happening so um what, what was your ways of coping with you know like you know, the whole thing this is Barney like, and his bone. Barney and his you, bone. You've That's left, what I was you've left to. A job. You've left a job. After after work and everything else, and you you're by yourself now and you're doing your thing. Still communicating with people on social media, but in terms of coping, what were you doing, and how did you cope with that? Um, I I didn't cope. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. Work work on its own, like Sam said, was a big part of it. Um, which I know doesn't help everyone because lots of people were just at home. Yeah, so, and I can't speak for that because that must. I had a couple of friends that were um, furloughed, and I was initially jealous because I thought, you know what, I was really done with this. You know, there's a genuine danger here. You know, I'd, I'd love rather to be, be at home furloughed. playing yeah, games exactly. or whatever. And I was looking at them eventually, and they were going mad, like really going mad. And I had no, you know, it was it was easy for me to say, yeah, I'd rather be furloughed because initially who wouldn't rather be furloughed yeah. you know if it if all you're doing anyway is just you know work in the supermarket like yeah. was, it's quite easy just to go yeah i'd rather be at home and getting getting paid but seeing the, the people that couldn't go out 
how my desperate age they were and to... how desperate they were just to go back to work it, it that helped it sounds crazy but that helped me get through yeah. knowing how desperate people were for work um but then i don't know such strategies um like so you, you talked about tinkering with your, your car and stuff. This is, what yeah, I say, this is what I was saying bones to you because you oh, yeah, like yeah. before yeah. Like, the podcast that deleted Barney was like he it was like yeah. a dog with a bone. Well, it, <laughs> you had to have something. You had to have something. Bone. Yeah, so my bone. Um, <laughs> so I, I think it's I, I said this before didn't I about having something that you can try and, and home in on and have a, as a base camp basically. Um, so something that no matter what you can try and focus on it if, if you if you're feeling rough one day if you have a bad day at work or something or if you you know you've just been told something you don't want to hear or if, you know you're just not in a good mood and something that you can snap to and, and ignore and think about something that makes you happy so mine was like my car that i was really excited to get and, and even thinking about buying a new car before that um if ever you know i had a rough day i was late to all my drops or whatever and you just think oh no but i can go home and look at you yeah. know look at cars that i might want to get or yeah. um i'm going to go home and play on the, on xbox with my friends and so it's something as easy as that to normalize yourself with and, and make as consistent as you can which is important make keeping it consistent is important so you know it's always going to be there it has to be accessible as well i and guess it has to be accessible so there's people that might not have something like that, that, that say, oh, no, I don't have anything that I'm interested in. I don't like doing that. I don't I don't have a hobby. There will be something because you can always find something that makes you mildly happy. Um, I mentioned before about like family, which sounds like I hate my family, but I don't. <laughs> and it, if you, you know, if you can, if, not, if you know that you're going home that night and you can go and sit on the, 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 the settee with your family and watch telly, and you're happy with that that's something that you can easily easily focus on and you it will allow you to ignore any you know, bad things in the situation and just think yeah that's bad but later on i get to go home yeah. and watch yeah. television you come cu- your comfort blanket it's just, isn't it? it is yeah and, and not having those escape routes of there will there is something good happening it helps me get through anything that i need to get through yeah because knowing that there's there is a good thing coming up and, and being excited to do things. And it, it, this is what I'm saying, even the smallest thing, you yeah. can still be excited to do them because you know you enjoy it or it, because you know that in that when you're doing that thing, you'll be happy. So knowing, I'm kind of going on a bit. No, 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 no I'm following you. I'm following you. Knowing that, knowing that that's there is a massive, massive help for me. Yeah. And uh, finding various, so not just, so like, again, I mentioned my car. That's a big one. That's always something that I enjoy. But say, you know, I just had a really bad day driving. I might not want to go home and, yeah. and drive. Your car's car going to be the last thing you want to. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't want to do it. So then having another category. So yeah. let's say, like I said, like Xbox with my friends. That's another one. Um, but then say like, oh, my Xbox broke. Or, you know, I didn't want to, you know, yeah. my internet was down. Or yeah, yeah, I just yeah. had a rubbish day on it yesterday with yeah. them. And then you've got to think of another thing. And it, it will get smaller and smaller. Literally, I don't know. I don't know how small I'd go. But literally, like, you know, I could go, I could go home and clean my shoes. Yeah. I'd like and to do that. Just feel great about that. Yeah. And maybe that's just me. Maybe no one was. No, I like that. It's, it's nothing It better. makes sense. Nothing better. The, we're built. If, if we didn't have that, and you, you're... As, as human beings of naturally wanting to set a goal and then accomplish it, would never be here where we are today. So, and I think usually when you get into a place where you 
you can't do anything and because you're, you're not accomplishing and you're doing those things, then that's where you sort of spiral out of, out of control and you spiral down instead of spiraling up. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, those little mini um, sort of things that look meaningless are more important than um, just not doing anything. They're good. like your anchor point. That's right. Yeah. Because you, you would have in, invested, in, invested in them because they were because you were interested in them and then that kind of it keeps you a bit i don't want to say you know get too spiritual but it keeps you grounded a little yeah. bit because yeah. it does it's good it, it, it's some it's something that you can always go back to and that is on its own is enough to keep you level and, uh, yeah i'm just yeah that, that's that's my point just just find i'd suggest just finding something that you can consistently enjoy and the simpler the better and the simpler the better because there's less chance of things Prevented, preventing you from enjoying it. There's more opportunity for you to have it. I don't know if it's, you know, it's such a, I don't know, Sam, do you have anything that you would, in fact, no, I do know. Yeah, your dog, I do know. Yeah, so yes. one, so one, and so I, actually this morning, coincidentally, it was probably on the back of last week, I was, I was thinking about this and reflecting about this. And I, yeah, I very similar mentality to Barney on this of just the more, wide and varied you can have these little things I, I like to call them bubbles in the sense of you're just so immersed so interested and nothing else all the noise going on out there um all the noise going on out there outside whatever else it could be own conflicts within yourself that you could be having about what to do what to that doesn't matter when you're in these bubbles um and yeah one for me barney mentioned my dog when i'm on my dog walk you can't touch me you my phone is off my head is just literally just so focused on him just enjoying that moment with him nothing can touch me and whatever's got whatever's gone on does not matter sometimes it can get stressful especially when you've got a border collie that wants to chase things <laughs> we're working on that and actually that for me has been a really good focus throughout lockdown to really sort of work on him and because he for for a period of time and to honest some days he's he's not happy because he's a working dog and he has to be working. So for me, getting him to focus and to really sort of harness that, that's been so beautiful for me. So, so beautiful. Um, but that's, that's a huge one. But equally, there are going to be days where that might not. He's been a little sod. And I come back from the walk more stressed out. So for me, just creating like many bubbles as possible. And as, I, as Barney said, and I fully agree with, just the less complicated, the better. Because then you have less barriers for entry for all of them. And you, you know, you might not be feeling great, but you can easily access these things. So, for me, I'll just list off a few of them. So, cu cup of coffee first thing in the morning. That for me, like that's huge. Like for a lot of people, that's how they start the day. That's that's Being part of a ritual. Excited for it, yeah. And it's so easy to get excited. It's so for easy. It. The, and for me as well, the more senses you can hit, the smell, the taste, also that anticipation, just the feel of the mug in my hands as well. All of these things, I get a buzz off of. A lot of people might not even realise that as well. It's just part of their habit and they just do it, but not really consciously realising why. That one for me is co so coffee, dog walk, gym. I'm itching to go. I haven't been today, so I'm already just, I'm like on edge because I haven't done it. And going for a walk, either with the dog or without the dog, reading, all these things. I, I'm at least going to be able to do one of them. Whatever else is going on, I could sit, you know, the weather's not great, so I sit and have, read a book. Um, but equally as well, like, I just think, my way of perceived, you know, and as well, the habit of the first thing in the morning, I'll have um, cod liver oil with a bit of manuka honey and apple cider vinegar every single morning. Ugh. 
It's not very nice, I promise you. But I just. Why are you excited for that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm weird. But for me, I see. I perceive them as sort of small investments in yourself. It is, and that's what it is. And it's almost actually through doing that. You don't. They're not who you are. However, it's the message you're sending yourself that I'm important. I'm worth doing these things. I think that's 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 the key. Um, Just. We good on time? Yeah, we're good on time, but I was wondering whether we should continue with this conversation or switch topic. New one. So continue. No, I think another one. Yeah, we'll do another one. I think yeah. we've, we've covered most okay, bases, so, really. Yeah, we're going to end it over here then. Um, anyway, so thank you very much, guys, for listening. Um, I've had Sam and Bonnie. Uh, they've given us some insights on different things and different strategies of how they handle COVID. Um, if you guys got any questions, Finally, we've got a place where you can go. So there's a link within uh, the, the podcast where you watch this podcast. You can follow that link. It's going to take you to your page where you can ask anything. And it's going to be related anything. to you. You can ask anything. And you don't have to put in any of your details. So no, nobody even knows who you are. You can ask anything. That way, it's completely anonymous. So I'm really happy to be doing that uh, for you guys so that you can get more content to you that is relevant to, to you guys. So thank you very much for listening, guys. If you're interested, you can join the Manifona podcast and Manifona Facebook group in order to learn more of this stuff. So thank you very much for listening and we'll see you soon.